0: And Welcome to Ranger Talks, the podcast that explores the things that make us proud to be rangers, shared histories, as well as fun and interesting facts about each other. Our fifth interview today is one that I have long, long wanted to conduct, as it is truly uh, with a ranger that I have long, long admired. Uh, Joan Paulson was our guest for this episode, and she is the definition of a walking legend. Joan was the first female coach in the Forest Lake Area School District, coaching a wide number of sports, whether it was track, basketball, softball, and we talked about it all. I had the privilege to talk with her on the heels of the 50th anniversary of the passing of Title IX. You can often spot Joan at Ranger sporting events, cheering on the teams, and listening to her regale you with stories from her time as a coach. And listening to her share these stories with you is an incredible, incredible experience. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did because, well, I'm going to be honest, you'll probably hear me use the words awesome or incredible way too much because I can't think of other words for her. Somebody needs to get me a thesaurus, but it also came from nervousness. As I mentioned earlier before, she is seriously a legend and somebody that I've long, long admired and I think we all should aspire to. So, without further ado, here is our fifth interview for Ranger Talks, Joan Paulson. All right, folks, and welcome, like I said, to our newest episode of Ranger Talks. I am here with Joan Paulson. Joan, how are you? I am just
1: great. Thanks for asking me to be here. I really appreciate doing this. Good. And I think this Ranger Talk is great. Awesome. I watched... uh, the football coach last night. Perfect just
0: to get an idea. was. So you're the person that listened to it. Yes. Okay. Well, I had one was listener. One. <laughs> 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 well, Joan, it is it is so wonderful that you are here. You are quite frankly a legend. And I mean that with the utmost sincerity. I I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have Well, thank you for
1: saying that. I guess I I consider it a legend. Yeah. I have
0: mean, been here forever. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Well, Joan, why don't, let's start there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where did you, okay. where'd you grow up? Well, College, teaching career, all that kind of stuff. I grew up in
1: Lamond, Minnesota.
0: Okay. For those of us not from Minnesota. You know
1: where Owatonna, Minnesota is? Straight down the freeway. Okay. It's southwest about 12 miles. Okay. And it just was a little unincorporated had a creamery marine, a gas station and a store. Okay. And then of course a, a church and yeah. then the grade school that I went to. Sure. For eight years. Okay. The so one through eight I went to. Okay. The country school. Yeah. Uh, one room.
0: Wow. One room
1: country school. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> How and many students were in your, your in, class in my grade? class
1: there were three. Okay. Two boys and I. <laughs> and in the whole school I suppose there maybe were well, close to 20. Okay, sure. So, wow. it was a tiny little thing. Yeah. But we had great times.
0: Absolutely. And when I was at
1: elementary, we, we had yeah. other elementary schools that went up uh, one room once. Oh, sure. It was a um, little softball going on at that time. Okay. So, we played that. Sure. And then from there, I went to the Wotona High School. Okay. From grades 9 through 12.
0: Sure. A Little bigger than. than little just bigger, yep. I'd say, a little bit
1: bigger than yep. our <laughs> food. So it was a difficult transition for me. Sure. From the farm into the big
0: city. I, I bet that's yeah. it's it's incredibly different, and oh, I think yeah. that's any exactly. any big transition exactly. Um, being here at the middle school, we always have students that, when they come from the elementary school, the first couple days were oh, I'm sure. looking around. Yeah. And then when 8th graders move to the high school, uh-huh. it's, oh my yeah. goodness, there's yeah. 2,000 students. Exactly, um, for sure. So after you graduate from Owatonna, uh, you decide to go into education. Right. Where'd you go I to went college? to McAo State. Okay.
1: I was there. In fact, I went there um, in three years. I started, as soon as I graduated from high school, I went to summer school because I had a friend of mine sure. that went there and a cousin of mine and we drove every single day, just in the summer. Yeah. Then I lived in the dorm, of course, and did the college thing. Okay. So then I graduated in 1960 from there, sure. got my bachelor's from there okay. in physical education and health. Yeah. And then from there, or uh, then I started teaching in 1960.
0: Here so you're in Forest Lake? No. Okay. Where did you start teaching? I went to teaching? Stock Rapids, Minnesota. Oh. Uh-huh. For one
1: year. Okay. And that was it. They had me teaching biology.
0: (laughs) I thought, no, I don't think I want biology.
1: So then I ended up getting a job in Charles City, Iowa. Okay. For two years. So then I did that. And the Forest Lake job opened up and I interviewed and I've been here ever since.
0: I'm going to go ahead and assume it was a an in-person interview. You weren't on yes. Zoom or, or anything no, like no, that. No, oh no, <laughs> No, no, no. Sure,
1: I came up here <laughs> and interviewed with uh, Floyd Cahoose, who was a principal at time. At yeah. Time. So anyway, wow. The, he offered me the job, and I said, "Okay, I'll be here."
0: Awesome, I love it. Now, mm-hmm. what what kind of drew you into education? Um, you know, you, you obviously have been involved in. In education and as we're going to talk about, involved in coaching too. Well, I didn't want to be a
1: farmer, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to be a secretary okay. or a nurse. Yeah, so I guess a teacher was my choice, and I did that. Then,
0: right, sure. Well, speaking of that, and this is kind of a history lesson, I guess, for those of uh, those people who listen to our podcast, is that right. this year is actually the 50 year anniversary exactly. of Title IX. Um, For those that aren't familiar, Title IX essentially states that um, uh, female students have the exact same, or that girls have the exact same um, rights to sports and programs that, that boys do as well. Exactly. And you were one of the first coaches in Forest Lake at that time coaching female sports. Right. Can you tell me about all of that and tell the folks that listen here, Title IX gets passed. How does that change Forest Lake area schools? What happened?
1: Well, I think it changes considerably because, you know, the men really didn't want to give up their space. Sure. Really didn't want to share gym time. Really didn't want to share practice time. Yeah. So we had to work that out. Yeah. Whether it was practicing early in the morning or the regular time or in the evening. But we worked it out pretty well. And had the cooperative situation with it,
0: and what sports then were implemented as a result of Title IX, or were well, some of we them had, in place? Well, we beforehand? had volleyball, basketball,
1: and track and field. Sure, and gymnastics and tennis at that time. I didn't do tennis or gymnastics. I was going to say, I know you
0: coached no, a lot right, of. Them, so which I all, did not
1: do those. Which but there are other people that were in those programs.
0: Sure. Which all sports did you coach or were a part of?
1: I was part of the volleyball, basketball, and then softball started in seventy seven okay and I was part of the track and field for a couple of years until we could get somebody to take that program okay, so I had those three sports Wow. and then finally softball came along sure, so then I did after a while, I dropped basketball, so then it was just volleyball and and softball that I had
0: so. Joan, with the passing of of Title IX fifty years ago, right, obviously that's going to make a huge impact on any community. You were here in Forest Lake at that time. Right. What did you What did you see change with regard to Fayette for for girls in Forest Lake, or just okay. sports and athletic opportunities? Right. Well,
1: at the first, you know, Fayette was girls. And boys. Okay, so they were separate. They were separate. Okay. And they weren't coming together until, I think it was 1975. Sure. That we decided, well, we'd like to get them joined so that they could intermingle in the activities. Yeah. And learn to get along, with, whether it's a softball choice, whether it... we had dance. Dance units were very, very popular.
0: Yeah.
1: And then... Um, of course, you had your volleyball. You could pick, pick, choose, playing team sports. You could pick individual sports. You could pick gymnastics, whatever you wanted to choose, in your within your class. Okay. So that was, I think, very needy, needed. Yeah. For that type of building. Absolutely. And then going back to the the GAA, you know that we had before the title night. What's the GAA? It's, it's a Girls adult. Girls Athletic Association. Okay. Because some of the girls in that before we had Title Nine had very good ability. So they played on the boys' teams. There were several girls that played at the eighth grade boy level. I don't know if they went any further than high school. But I saw there was that need to get it from a GAA, which was an extremely successful program, and to develop to what we started in the different sports for just girls.
0: Yeah. Now Would communities have their own GAAs? Like, would there be a Forest Lake GAA and a White Bear Lake and a North Branch? Exactly,
1: there were. And so, what we did with the GAA groups, we called them sport days or play days. Okay. Where several schools would say, Okay, we're going to White Bear on Saturday. Sure. And play as many teams as we got there. Or we go to Friday, or we go to North Branch. So that was a, a quite successful, leading up to the title nine. Okay. So it was not a big transition to go from the GA there, but it was more structured. Okay. Much more structured.
0: So it sounds like the way you describe it, it sounds more like it was a almost like a a, a day long tournament. Right. It wasn't like a structured season like we have now. No, where not at all. You have. Fifteen no. games.
1: Not like that. It's,
0: it's, if you have yeah. like a
1: holiday tournament where you play different schools. Sure. It's not at all. You just went that particular day and wow. played and just had a good time and enjoyed.
0: Now, when you, um, so Title IX passes, you become a coach uh, right. of the Forest Lake you know, softball team, Forest Lake girls basketball team. Who were the who were the teams that they were competing against at that time? Who were the big rivals? Um uh, well Columbia Heights
1: of course was volleyball. Okay. They won and won and won. And at that time two uh Hibbing was very oh, sure. volleyball. Yeah. But Hibbing was excellent in basketball. Okay. So whenever we get into the teams, you know, we we have teams that will get so far as finals. Sure. And we end up with the plane either. And when we were playing down in this, this section, Columbia Heights, then sure. we'd have to face them. When we were in the other conference or region intersection, we'd end up going against him. So sure. it was really kind of, what do you do? Right, <laughs> you, you just have to take it with the
0: grain salt and... Yeah. Go wanna, on. You, you wanna beat the you wanna be the best team, you gotta, exactly. you gotta beat the best team. Exactly,
1: teams. that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. Now, did after um after Title Nine passed, were did you see more young girls getting interested in sports or did it because of the because of how no, successful it was? They there was still was, the interest. The interest was still there. Right. right? There sure. was
1: still the interest because we had so many girls come out. Sure. Basketball, volleyball, track, whatever it was, and they had a no-cut policy. Okay. So of course that you know kind of put a damper on playing kids because you you know you can't play thirty kids. Right in a basketball. In basketball, basketball. it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So that was, but then later on you know as people progressed, they saw the need that well you're going to have to cut your squads down, sure. or at least limit them sure. to a particular number.
0: Or have different, have an A team and a B team. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, and sometimes they did that, sure, so that they could play, still play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. No, that is, it's fascinating because you know when you look at, at things today, I would say, I would say not enough kids are are coming out to play sports. There's still a tremendous amount of interest, but right. What um, what kinds of lessons do you think come from being a student athlete that somebody can learn? What kinds of, you know, pieces are picked up in, you know, of course games are fun. Of course it's fun to try and right. win trophies. But what kinds of life lessons do you feel like students... Well, you know you have them to them? get I'm along with somebody.
1: Yeah. You have to cooperate with someone because sure. you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. So I would say those two things mostly sure. would... Be absolutely athlete, but just what you need to do. Yeah, those are and those and are you have to have responsibility and care for your part of the game with somebody else's having a, another part of their game. Yeah, that that team acronym of together everyone achieves right. more. It's it has to be teamwork, you have to go all together and come to a common goal.
0: It is so fascinating how. Again, just uh, taken for granted, you know, by certainly certainly my generation. I mean, I would say even a, a generation, like, there's just people who haven't seen the struggle to get oh, equality exactly. and equal programming and equal resources. It's right. yeah.
1: And it, it's still, I don't know how equal it is, and I don't know what uh, the pay is yeah. from one coach to another or you know, district districts have to take care of themselves, but what it is at Forest Lake, that was another thing that we had to fight for is equal pay, equal time, equal space, that type of thing. And that worked out pretty well as far as the space and the time. But still I think, you know and you know that in in yeah. men and women's sports, that there's no equality there. Correct.
0: In sport to to coach being being softball, so that that kind of lends us into our next section where we like to ask this or that questions. Okay. I'll put you on the spot here. <gasps> Uh-oh. I know. Hopefully you don't get any trouble here. But here's the first oh, one. okay. So, some of them are, for lack of a better phrase, some softballs that I'll throw first off. The uh, first one is, are you a morning or night person? Early bird or night owl?
1: Well, at this point in time in my life, I'm not an early bird. But I used to be okay. a morning person. Sure. I never really got into the night thing. Okay. And uh even now, I mean i probably stay up for the news and that's about it. Sure. So anyway,
0: <laughs> pretty much morning. I'm up pretty much morning. Okay. Um, and this is a this is gonna be a challenging one because it's not I have a feeling I know where you're gonna go, but winter or summer.
1: I'd have to go summer. Okay. Absolutely. So, you can play softball. <laughs> so I can play softball. And I do live on the lake.
0: Ah, so, it's kind of a coincidence is. that sure.
1: I Title IX started in 1970, and that's when I bought my home on the lake. No kidding. So, 50 right years for both of
0: us. Forest Lake, Clear Lake? Clear Lake. Clear Lake. Okay.
1: On the south end. Very cool. So, yeah. I, I like that. And then, of course, there's golf Yeah. that I do, and I still do that.
0: Do you play locally here, or? Uh,
1: I do, and I go to Arizona, because my brother's okay. a big-time golfer. Sure. I don't go in Florida. But I have gone in Florida. More than but if you. But you go down there, it's so pricey at that time. I it go. is.
0: Yeah, and as a as somebody who needs to reclaim his golf game, yes. I, I would right. re, yeah, I, right, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: so,
0: anyway. um, guacamole
1: or salsa? I have to go with salsa. Okay, salsa to me is much more of a variety. Although I like guacamole, sure, but salsa is got to
0: be my favorite. Me too. Um, all right. Uh this one amazingly really kind of divides people, especially our, our podcast producer has some pretty strong opinions on this one. Uh Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Pepsi, absolutely. Wow. I think <laughs> she may be the first. She might Joan you might be the first Pepsi person, I think, that we've interviewed.
1: So I used to drink Coke and okay. I don't know why I went to Pepsi. Okay. But that's all I drink. Well I shouldn't say all my drink because some places they don't have it. Right. Some people don't have it. If I go to their homes,
0: yeah, but absolutely, it, to buy it, I go up. That's what you're going. With. Okay, um, are you a person that likes to sit down and watch a, watch a movie, or would you prefer watching a, a TV show? You mean in my home or in a the theater? Ooh, how about at home?
1: Well, I guess it's a toss up. Okay, I mean, I have my favorites. Sure. And I have my favorite movies that I continually watch over and over and mm-hmm. over. And then I have my programs that I have to, oh, well, what's Monday night? Is this Tuesday night? Is that Wednesday? Yep. And then, of course, a big time is in sports. Yes. I mean, last night I watched the Giants and Philadelphia. No, Philadelphia and Washington. Yes. That was a football. big upset. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm a big-time Viking fan. Oh, okay, I well. think Things were
0: going so well.
1: And Twins. Oh, right. I'm twins cheer for the twins, mm-hmm. I and then of course I'm a, a big time Lynx. Sure. And I'm Absolutely. into the Gopher sports teams. Absolutely.
0: Do you still make it to a lot of the Gopher softball and? and no, I don't. Okay. Gotcha. I don't. But following them from. Follow, I follow, I follow from them, from them but I don't. Awesome. Okay. Um. I'm going to give you one more before we kind of go to our. Our wrap-up question. So okay. It's going to kind of come out of uh, left field here, but when you were growing up, um, tell us about who your favorite teacher was. Good boy. <laughs> you you put on me spot. on the spot there. That's right. And the reason I ask this question is because I feel like in education we have such a unique opportunity to not just work with students each day on our content area, but we get to see them grow as people, learning those life lessons. And so I just didn't know if you had anybody that comes to mind or maybe a professor in college um, that you're like, oh, that was the person that just helped me out so much. Okay, actually I have two. Okay. One of them
1: was a elementary teacher. Sure. She taught for I don't know how many years, but because I had a couple elementary teachers. But she was there for like six years, so that was most of my years that I was at school. She was just so fair and so kind and very helpful and encouraging and everything. So she had to be my my favorite. And then uh, when I was in high school, my one of my FIAT teachers. Sure. And when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame that very same year, so I thought that was a wow. so Those are the two that I have to. I mean, I have others in college and so on, but those I, I impacted sure. on my life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. If you could go back and give your uh, middle school or high school self one piece of advice, and this could be different for... Uh, a student that's in sports or just you know academics-wise, what's the one piece of advice and go go back in time to give that middle school? Okay. Advice?
1: I'd have to say that you know, make the most of what you have, your talents, your abilities, and so on, and then just go with it. Go and put forth your best effort and then just live with that and hopefully you'll turn out okay.
0: I like it. I like it. Nothing bad can happen by trying your best. Exactly.
1: Just stayed with it.
0: Awesome. Well, Joan, thank you so much for for coming Well, this This has been uh, an enlightening to me. Absolute pleasure. And I I really had a
1: good time. Good. And just chatting and talking and getting to know you and knowing Mara for a while. Absolutely. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the uh, ranger
0: talk. Absolutely. We'll have more episodes Thanks. and we'll I have the you on this as a recurring guest again. Oh, <laughs> we'll get you some other oh, questions. Oh, too. Other questions. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Awesome. All Thanks, All right. Jill. After we wrapped up our conversation with Joan for the podcast, we spent some time talking with her about various stories from her coaching and teaching career. And when, whenever you have a career uh, that is as filled as, as Joan's is, uh, you think of and remember back to a number of people that helped you along the way. And she made mention of a number of those people that she worked with, uh, that she coached with, uh, that populate her stories that she shared with us as well. And we wanted to make sure that we shared those shout-outs. So here are those shout-outs from Joan Paulson.
1: just want to say how grateful uh, I am for, you know, the teachers I work with, parents and coaches, the players, and everybody for their support and what they had to uh, give back the programs. Absolutely. Because without them, you know... You, you're lost. It's, you it's, have to have that camaraderie with everyone involved. It really and, is. And it, we were very grateful
0: and very blessed with that. It takes a village. It's, there's so many behind-the-scenes exactly. things. The, the exactly. team dinners, right. the travel. Exactly. We plans. had that all the time. Ranger Talks is a production of Forest Lake Area Schools. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the people around Ranger Nation who make excellence for every student every day possible. Ranger Talks is produced by Maria Lockway. Editing, production, sound engineering assistance done by Jake Matheson and John Guidry. Our theme song was written, performed, and produced by Grayson DeWolf, Forest Lake alumni. I'm Sam Hefty, and you've been listening to Ranger Talks.